1: Good morning. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Welcome in. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your guy, Sean Davis, the SD2 mics. Left is right here. The Nora boys are in the building. We are in the
2: building.
1: By Nora Whiskey, anorahwhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, Whiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do so.
2: Oh responsibly. You gotta do it
1: responsibly. I have to admit, left. Your barber hooked you up, brother. Oh,
2: okay. Yes,
1: your, barber, yes, your barber hooked you up, brother. The 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 linkage right there on the side is yeah, coming, yeah. it's coming through, bro. It's coming through. It's coming through. <laughs>
2: 2023, all staying groomed up, man. I'm working on
1: it. <laughs> It's funny, man, because I am not a suit person, but for some reason, I'm starting to get the vibe for suit again suits again. Okay, yeah, okay, oh, you know,
2: not not the Shannon Sharp suit though.
1: no, mine will fit. <laughs> I like suits that fit
2: that, not the uh two inches too small on the on the on the shoulders.
1: <laughs> it's like, come on, brother, you got enough money to get a true tailored suit to your size, bro. Get it done right. Great weekend, big recruiting weekend, three practices in the books for Notre Dame. The next time we'll get a complete look at the Fighting Iris will be April 1st, this Saturday, where the media will be able to view the entire practice, the entire practice. So some good things. We're going to talk about the quarterback play, how it continues to star and shine in practice. We're going to talk about some of the recruiting that took place over the weekend, and then we're going to talk about Left's opinion on what we saw at the Pro Day and his opinion on practice or saturday along with some other things man it's really important that everyone knows youtube is the place to be subscribe to our lucky lefty youtube channel hit the like button and make sure you hit the notification bell anytime we go live or post a video you'll get a notification and you'll be in contact and connection with the lucky lefty podcast download our podcast daily over at apple Podcasts and spotify CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. We are the home of the misguided passion. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey, Left. Let me just say this. This, this has been one of the most entertaining march madnesses that i've ever witnessed (laughs) yeah it really has left i um i have thoroughly enjoyed you know basketball is my number one sport bro and um i just like good basketball man people will tell you i will go to a high school game around the corner at a local high school and just sit and watch i don't need a superstar player on either team, I would just go watch basketball in its purest form. And I think, I don't know if you heard this, but this Final Four represents, in my opinion, maybe not a full new era in college sports and college basketball, but it does represent the ups and downs that I think are going to face college sports in general. Absolutely, for the first time, there are no McDonald's All-Americans in the Final Four.
2: Wow. For the first time?
1: First time. No Miami McDonald's don't All-American. Have Not wow. one. Not one McDonald's All-American. And there are no true freshmen playing. This is truly a Final Four that is representative of the transfer portal and the power that it kind of holds in college basketball. It's important in college football. We saw that with TCU this year. But the power it holds in college basketball is absolutely amazing. And this is a year coming off of a year when we had all four blue bloods in the, play, in, the uh, in final four last year. You know, it was all about the blue bloods. It was all about the big coaches, all about the big talent and now we sit here with san diego state miami florida atlantic and the only blue blood represented is uconn and uconn was built through the transfer portal and danny hurley so it's very interesting and a lot of people might feel like you know i'm not watching that final four i am I think, Do you think a lot of it is game. because
2: they have experience in like veteran players, like the more experienced uh veteran teams make it farther. Uh because uh, FBU is pretty senior. I know Miami is pretty senior, and they got a really good coach.
1: Well, Miami lost to Kansas last year, who ended up winning the championship. Oh, so Miami. Miami replaced Charlie Moore, you know, who went to shout out the Morgan Park. Chicago's own Charlie Moore was the point guard for Miami last year on their run to the elite eight he leaves they get transferred Nigel Pack to come in Nigel Pack is a phenomenal player he comes in and you know you have uh Henry Miller who last year bust on the scene in the tournament this year in the elite eight against Texas he comes away with the Christian Laitner game perfect from the field perfect from the free throw line 27 points so and he spoke about it after the game like the gut punch that he felt losing in the elite eight last year and then missing the opportunity and he said the team was driven to get back to that spot and they were down 12 with about 12 minutes to go and from that point on dude they made a comeback think about this they made a comeback without making a three-point shot They were. Miami came Miami? back came back from 12 and did not make a three-point field goal. Just tough buckets. Just tough buckets and stops, bro. So this, this really has been a salute in a way this tournament to just basketball in its purest form. Just basketball in its purest form. I understand there's a lot of controversy over the way the Creighton and San Diego State game ended. San Diego State is like an old to the old school bad boys. They just physical. Everybody looks like they spent the entire all season in the weight room. They just push you around, dude. Now would you
2: give credit to these teams that are making it? That are kind of the, uh, the 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 one offs as a as a coaching elite coaching efforts, or is it just the overall effort of the team plus the coach?
1: Well, Miami has been coming, right? Yeah, Miami been coming. I'm thinking ben, like, Miami's oh, been, been coming. Coaching, but Jim Larranega, dude, Jim Larranega beat UConn to get to a Final Four with George Mason. And this dude went to the Final Four with at George Mason. And we don't have to worry about when people were talking about when I put him on Notre Dame shortlist. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna go get that dude. Uh, he wouldn't leave my. I wouldn't leave Miami for South Bend, and he probably wouldn't either. But I'm just saying the dude can cut his boat, he can coach his butt off. That's proven. That's proven. And they said something about his style yesterday. He said, "I train them and then I trust them," and I think that's phenomenal in that's coaching. Right. He said, "I train them and then I trust them," and you can tell the way his guys play for him and play for each other that they buy into that. So you have Jim Langer and then you have Florida Atlantic. Cool, has really you know had the most wins in the nation all year or been tied or right there doing an incredible job the way they play they play fast they have the big boy in the middle it's hard to handle it's a double double machine he controls the paint they played a fantastic game against Kansas State fantastic game they were down by seven to eight and came back to take the lead and hold on eventually at the end just fantastic performances, man. But you talk about teams like this. Teams like this, this moving forward left. Eventually they're going to lose their head coaches, right? Because the oh, Florida, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Florida Atlantic makes this run, that coach is going to end up in a big he program. He has to leave. Yeah, he's going to end up in a big program. So then what does the program do? Right, so I oh, don't, yeah, that's I,
2: like uh, what was it? Was the team last year that went all the way? Uh, and the the coach was a high school all American and played like what Kobe played. And he ended up getting a new job, right? Oh, Shaheem Holloway. Shaheem Holloway. Shaheem
1: Holloway, and now he returned to Seton Hall, the coach where he played. Yeah, right after that good season. Like, yeah, but St. Peters. Yeah, he took St. Peters to the lead eight. So, yeah, it's it's just one of those things, man. You you grow and you get the programs as big as you can get and take them as far as you can and then the big programs come in and take your players and if they don't take your players they take your head coaches
2: and then if and, you know your name you already elite everybody just use us as a as a launch board
1: <laughs> yeah and i i i shout out to michael shrewsbury who we got a glimpse of on campus on saturday uh, he was introduced. He introduced himself to all the coaches. He spoke to the football team. It was an electric atmosphere. That was a buzz. I remember I remember pulling up, left. I remember leaving the pro day, and I saw all the signs. I saw all the Notre Dame, Virginia signs, right? And I was like, man, is it baseball or is it lacrosse? I couldn't tell from the sign. I just saw the logos. And I was like, okay, Virginia's in town. So I pulled back up for practice Saturday. And the same lot that we used was just absolutely packed. Just packed. So I get into the IAC to view practice to come out. And it was just like, man, the practice was electric. From what we could see, the recruits that were there, man, the recruits and their parents filled the entire man top of the indoor facility and then you have recruits down on the field you know it was just an electric atmosphere man it just really was and then of course you saw what happened you know when they left practice Uh, it was crazy bro It, it was crazy you know and that's that's you know what as much as we talk about things that need to change at Notre Dame One of the benefits of the players truly being part of the community the student community one of the byproducts of that is something that we saw when that football team left practice and walked into the burn of the lacrosse field and everything just went up like you don't get there anywhere else because you know the lacrosse players at another school might not be as cool with the football players that's right but that is a legitimate connection and nexus that i think not only the players and the students and the student athletes go out of their way to make sure they support one another but it's definitely evident that the coaches in all sports at notre dame and it's not gender specific all coaches support one another at notre dame and it's actually a great atmosphere it was lit saturday left
2: a lot of them, honestly, though, uh, are like tenured coaches. Like, I know, you know, the softball coach been there for a while, the baseball coach been there for a while, but the, the newest coaches are the football and the two basketball coaches. Yeah. Everybody else kind of been there for yeah. five, ten-plus years.
1: Yeah, absolutely, left Absolutely. So, you know, we're in this era of college basketball where – Yo, NIL and Transfer Portal, man, they have changed the game. Changed the game. I'm very interested in uh, USC with Drew Peterson, that big man that's a freshman. Of course, you know why I pay attention to USC basketball. They have Drew Peterson, Boogie Ellis, the the big man freshman that they have. He's gonna get better. And then they have two, they have one McDonald's All-American already committed. And then the Le- Le- Bronny James. It also is also rumored. KD has a video where he said recently he believes Bronny is going to USC. So That's USC, of a, USC could be yeah, USC. I think yes. he,
2: Juju Watkins goes to his school. Yeah. And, and she's a big noted uh, uh, USC. And I think Bronny and their face. I don't know how they're connected.
1: Yeah, because she's is, coming to the women's squad, right? She's she, she's a,
2: a McDonald's All-American McDonald's student. All-American
1: game, right? And you, have the like, women's I'm squad has player. like two McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. And
2: Bronny is like, I think he's just going to stay with it. I don't know yeah. if it's, you know, it would make sense. But I think Bronny should go back to Ohio, man. I think LeBron wants to finish. Of course
1: game. you would say that Laugh. <laughs> of course,
2: of course,
1: of, of course you think that.
2: Because you got to think about it. Like Sierra Canyon was a great place for LeBron James and, you know, him to build his infrastructure, stuff like that. But then you got to think about it too. All right, well, Bronny really could go anywhere. So I don't know how much of a connection that LeBron has to USC because usually, you know, LeBron kind of like facilitating his way to the league. Right, so right, you would think he would either go to Duke or Ohio State because that's what I think LeBron would have went. Duke or Ohio State if he went to college.
1: Right, right. So, you know, I'm excited because, heck, that'll be baby girls last year at USC. And if I can get a couple of Bronny games in my viewing, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So next year, and then you got DJ Wagner going to Kentucky and Calipari, his class next year. Man. Cal should be in the final four next year. Let me tell you something. I'll say this right now. Wait, Cal basketball? No, no. I, John Calipari in Kentucky.
2: Yeah, they got the number one, they got the number one recruit. Uh rec- they got the number one recruit. Oh, how do you say it? The number one recruiting class. Yeah. Coming in that next year. They said that like all five are like lottery picks.
1: Oh man. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if John Calipari does not win a championship next year, he needs to resign from Kentucky. You said resign? He needs to resign, bro. <laughs> I
2: don't
1: want to hear it, man. I don't, yeah, look, because all he has to do is supplement with a couple of transfer portal moves, not for talent. Not for talent so much, but for veteran leadership.
2: Yes, yes, because all the he, freshmen, they just all go so far in the
1: tournament, but veteran experience. That's all he team. needs. That's all he needs. See, when he went up against, his team was as talented as Kansas State. But when the game got tough,
2: he didn't have he didn't have he, that didn't, have, he didn't
1: have that better leadership. They had he a Keontae
2: had, Johnson in a
1: point guard that was those guys. Oh, yeah. Norrell was man, that kid is New York tough. The like, New York, York guards nine.
2: they still play like New York guards. There's a New York guard. They're trying to make a comeback.
1: They're trying to make a comeback.
2: Yeah, you can They're definitely tell they they New York the
1: way they play. They're trying to make a comeback. And Nil is important as well. I mean, even Tom Izzo said his point guard. You know, one of his point guards, his guards are from New York, and what he is, said, "Yo, that he's going to use his nil money to take me out to eat when we get there." So nil nil money is changing, in my opinion. You're seeing more of an impact on the basketball side, really. From from a, I don't really hear results, stories
2: of nil from,
1: basketball that's, that's stories. That's the thing. That's the thing, because the people get like Wong from Miami. I think Coach Vic points this out in the chat. He he fought. He didn't go to the NBA because of the NIL deal he got. Yeah, to come yeah. back to Miami. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I see more veterans getting the NIL money from the basketball standpoint. Miami
2: gonna get that money too. And, and they, they celebrate,
1: celebrate Yeah, <laughs> the do. The the well, the Miami women's team they lost in the Elite Eight, but they have two guards they were getting crazy NIL deals. So, look, the NIL I think is it can you get more bang for your buck in basketball probably. Yeah, definitely. Than you will it, in I Don't
2: like it, I mean, cuz you know, I didn't even like like you said, like you don't hear about basketball NIL stories because maybe I mean, it's been going on the whole time. Like, <laughs> so it's not a yeah. big deal.
1: Yeah.
2: But I think it's a fresher thing for football because it can go in so many ways. I
1: mean, Yeah, I really would like
2: to see the five-year return on these companies that give out these deals and what it looks like.
1: Yeah. Michael Beebe said you can't have five true freshmen. I didn't say they didn't have freshmen on the roster. I said there are no true freshmen playing. That's what I said.
2: I feel like it's hard to play as a true freshman unless you're like Zion Williamson.
1: (laughs) Well, there's definitely no true freshmen in the starting lineups in the Final Four and if anyone is getting minutes it's minimal minutes i like, know there's, there's no impactful true freshman not the even uh, Alvin Baby. nobody there yeah there's I, there would not be uh dante divincenzo deciding the national championship game or what's the guy we all hate that went to Duke that you know starred against grayson, Butler. Uh, <laughs>
2: allen. there
1: would be no grayson allen coming in as a true freshman you know killing <laughs> wisconsin in the national championship game that's not happening this year. No. That's not happening this year. So it's a different era. It's a different day. It's a different day. So, um, yeah. Uh, hopefully Notre Dame can jump into it. And yeah, become a I mean, part Notre Dame is, or is primed is itself.
2: There. Notre Dame has definitely primed itself in a position where the coaching can get us there, but it's that gap of... Are we going to get those players in that we need? Because I feel like we got one side of the puzzle figured out. We got the coaches. We got the coaches. The players, I think it's going to be a fight. But I think football, they can pull some. Basketball with this new coach, this new era, and the apparel deal. We might snag a couple of McDonald's All-Americans. Look at Kansas State. They turned around. I like their coach. Ooh, I think he's similar. Coach, Coach Tang. Yeah, Coach Tang. I think he's very similar to the the feeling that uh, Strawberry will give us.
1: Yo, shout out to Coach Tang and the speech that he went in and asked to speak to Florida Atlantic and the way he spoke to those young men in defeat. And pretty much told them they were the toughest team that they had faced all year, and nobody can beat them if they stick together. I, I thought wow, it was that was yeah, brutal. it was it was absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic. He's a man of faith. Uh their mantra is crazy faith. he know, really said uh, that? Yeah, I, I you know, go ahead talk about it, but I I'll find it for you, love. It was pretty amazing.
2: Man, that's that takes a lot, you know, to to especially be riding a wave like Kansas State was and to lose and to have so so much humility to yeah. really, I mean, they played good, though. I mean, the team that beat them they played. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where um, You know, that reverberates through a program uh, in a lot of ways unsaid. And I think that's going to be a program to be watching for in the the years to come because Transfer Portal has made basketball even more exciting to watch.
1: So, once again, Final Four, things have changed. I don't know if we're going to see, you know, changes like that as far as the football Part of it but you know the era of Nil and the transfer poll is definitely making a difference in college sports left it, it is it's pretty profound and to watch the evidence of it in this final four in Houston it's and Miami had to beat Houston and Texas to get to Houston think about that think about that left they beat Houston. And Texas.
2: That's hard to do, man. That's hard to do, man. I think to be able to just stay consistently in a tournament setting, to go back-to-back like that, I think it's something you got to commend, but also be excited, the fact that this is going to attract transfer players. I think the Keontae Johnson story and his ability to be able to go through what he's gone through and then for him to say, especially in the interview, how he was like, yeah, I trusted Coach Tang and he trusted me.
1: Yeah, here is Coach Jerome Tang, a quick tidbit, snippet, shall I say, of him talking to Florida Atlantic after losing to them in the Elite Eight. Toughness, your togetherness, your ability to make plays for each other, right? Like the way you communicate with each other. There's n- Nobody
2: can beat y'all, right? Nobody can. So just stay together. Don't get distracted between now and then. All right, stay locked in, keep doing what you're doing. Y'all the toughest son of a guns we played all year long. Uh just proud of y'all be rooting Appreciate for you. That, All right. This only proves Yo. That college basketball is way more even out. Yeah. Football. Nick Saban yeah. would never go into the <laughs>
1: state. <of Eastern> <laughs> state. <laughs> Dude, did you see Nick Saban doing a pregame game when they were talking about Georgia passing Alabama up? dude that cat nick almost had a man a coronary on the set look no <laughs> nick Saban is not going in the locker room after the loss oh no no oh, no. no i don't you know what as much as i, I want to point this out ladies and gentlemen marcus freeman is officially a rock star he's a rock star it, let me tell you something man the look the kids are one thing but these mamas Dude, these mamas want to take pictures more than the kids with Martin Freeman. I'm telling you. Yes. Martin Freeman is a rock star, man. He's are, a rock star.
2: These are Sean's thoughts and not the thoughts of no, mine. No, no,
1: First of all, pause, because I'm not trying to say, I understand Martin Freeman is a family man. No, we know who he is. We know who he is. I'm just speaking but, from but the But you're right. Dude, we, what do we say every year? If Notre Dame was recruiting mothers,
2: oh, they would have
1: 10 five stars every year. We're the number
2: one school in recruiting moms. The number one. Easily. Like and everybody that's, just, that's a big time recruit that says they mom is an important decision for them to decide. They always yes. say they love Notre Dame. Yes. They're like, oh, my Absolutely. mom loved Notre Dame. Like, I didn't even have to. He just kept asking questions. I just had to sit back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Now, if they,
1: now, more kids just listen
2: to mom. No, they might have a national championship. That's
1: man. all we need. We need the kids to listen to their mom. Listen to your mom. It's the dads. It's the dads that get caught up in the NIL, man. They start hearing about them boxing the Yes,
2: they sir. Start hearing about them, them See? numbers.
1: See? See? I, my wife definitely would have had to take over, take over for me <laughs> if I had a son that was being recruited. I'm telling you right now.
2: Hey, that's why, uh, what Dion said. He need a 2 parent household. They got to balance them decisions out.
1: <laughs> but no, seriously, man. It, you know, and it wasn't just, you know, I don't want to misrepresent, but just the families were just as excited to meet and take pictures as the recruits were. Dude, he, he's a superstar, man. If he ever wins, if Marcus Freeman wins, oh, man. college football is in trouble. It's in trouble. It's It's trouble. It's
2: gonna move the the pendulum so far. Yes, because now don't let Notre Dame look cool. We were already competitive with everybody else, but don't let us look cool. That was the only knock from the gate to the five star village.
1: Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. If Notre Dame, we're in there. We're in there. If if they can somehow win a national championship. You see how, from a recruiting standpoint, <laughs> the likes of Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama have pretty much banded together.
2: Yes, they're to like
1: markets free. If, Look,
2: if one of these—if one of these recruits don't go to us, he'll go to you, but he cannot go exactly. Notre Dame, <laughs> exactly, because they know Notre know Dame don't let us get in the door. Because then, if you let us get in the door with no conference,
1: yes, sheesh, they might have to
2: redo the playoff system.
1: Yeah absolutely lucky lefty podcast apple podcast spotify cnb nation in conjunction with irish breakdown all of our great tongue content leave five stars leave your comments it's the lucky lefty podcast you already know we spend it different as you can see um it's hgtv over there left spot my man is getting it in (laughs) building his own studio
2: Yeah, I'm I'm in the in the midst of it, in the midst of it.
1: (laughs) So um let's talk about this because we're gonna save the second half of the show to hear from Jared Parker. Talk about the practice and the offense moving forward, but there's a big recruiting weekend left, and we can start it off. We can start it off. You know, it's the only only right that you started off with the best, and that's Chicago, baby. I mean, you might as well go to Chicago. <laughs>
2: that's right. That's what I heard.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard five-star <laughs> defensive tackle Justin Scott was in town. Uh, I put a conversation I had with him. I talked to him right after. The visit on Saturday and I told him like man look but he's and, been there before plenty of times yeah he's been there multiple times before you know but I told I knew everybody was gonna be calling him so I do the same thing I do talk to him get a quick reaction told him yo we'll talk Sunday night you know when you get home relax and everything and that's exactly what happened and uh, I put up a nice little tidbit of the conversation. Some bullet points of the conversation over at the message board on Irish Breakdown. You can go look at that right now. But Marcus Freeman, Notre Dame, Grand Slam, bro. Killed the visit. Killed I the visit. The thing visit.
2: is, it's not the visit that 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 I think, you know, because we knock it out the park. I find it hard for any recruit to go up there and not have a good time. Especially with Marcus Freeman doing the hosting and all of that. Yeah. We we convinced the mothers for sure. Facts. We're missing just one piece, and I'm trying to figure it out. It's not the bad experience on the trip. It's not the parents. The parents love it. Mm-hmm. What is the missing
1: deciding factor? Let me tell you something. And we want to clarify, right? We did. We had two interviews with Carnell Tate. Am I correct? But we also had two offline, full conversations with Carnell Tate. (laughs) And the
2: real conversations.
1: (laughs) I was angry with Carnell Tate because I felt like the previous staff did a horrible job. Um. We can keep 100. Carnell Tate's mom didn't think highly of Brian Kelly at all. No. She said she didn't trust him. And that was something that Marcus Freeman and the new staff had to overcome in a short time frame. Marcus Freeman and Chancey Stuckey did what they could to get him in the door. They got him down to campus for an April visit with his mom. Chancey Stucky continued to talk to Ashley Griggs, and shout out to our boy Cardell Tate for getting his black stripe removed. Oh, was as uh, as a freshman at Ohio State. You know oh, they that's go like through it. the hazing process. You know, academically, athletically, you have to reach certain goals to get the black stripe removed, and you oh, now you consider part of the team.
2: What's the black? What's the black strike? Is it like it, game bag or something? Or I don't
1: what? know, man. It's some <laughs> Ohio State crap. But shout out to our boy Carnell because we still talk to Carnell. Yeah, but, shout
2: out to Carnell, man. I expect him to play next year. I think he's gonna be in the game someday. We're we
1: gonna have to smack him up a little bit. Yeah, just I tell him all the time. right side. I tell him all the time. You're gonna have to take this. Hey, you gonna have to take this whooping. That's all good. Yeah, we, but love, we you. love you, though. You we know, love, we you, love, love you, but you got to take this whooping. And. You know, Todd Carnell was very honest with us about what was going down, his mother's feelings, what Notre Dame had to overcome. My anger came from the fact that going back to the beginning of his recruitment, Notre Dame was his first offer. It meant a lot. He's a Chicago kid, and Notre Dame just flat out dropped the ball. And mm. just dropped the ball. and a happens Ohio State. Chicago. That happens with kids. Chicago stuff. Thank you, Lef. That's been happening with Chicago kids. That's the problem. Back
2: to Laquan, that's Tred- the problem.
1: You know, Going he, back to Laquan, Treadwell, he was no reason, <laughs> no reason it should have been an old miss. But I digress. Yeah. The previous staff and their gaps in recruiting have been well chronicled, no reason to even go back there. Once again, we come to Justice Scott. Notre Dame gets in on Justice Scott later than they should. He doesn't receive a pot of gold last year, which is,
2: see, that's it, see, that's it,
1: <laughs> you know. And That's all the of these. things, doing
2: all the right things. They got to follow through through the
1: details. All of these things, but they still end up number one on his list. He was that they were the offer he was waiting for. You know, he, he was about to commit. Just offer the visit from the coaches to the school and conversations. He didn't even go back to visit, just offer the visit to the school. He was ready to commit to Notre Dame. Then he backed off talked to his coaches, some other teams came in, Ohio State, Georgia namely, you know. He decided he wanted to do his due diligence, and he was in the middle of leading the basketball team to -to back-to-back Final Four appearances in basketball. So shout out to him, and that was St. Ignatius, the Wolfpack basketball squad.
2: Is the Catholic School League pretty, pretty solid in Chicago basketball?
1: They were. This year, I think there were three teams that made it down state just from their conference. Because usually, the, their be division. In
2: the football, that's really, yeah, awesome Catholic school. I think it was
1: Ignatius, Marmion, and I forget who the third team was. People mm-hmm. that they played twice a year, three of those teams made it down just from their division in the Catholic League or their yeah. conference in the Catholic League. So it was pretty competitive. That's the white division in the CCL where St. Ignatius plays. So, yeah absolutely and and it it's an emotional it was emotional you know because they're playing and uh, they're losing two starters trying to hold on and trying to make a run you know he's getting visitors to all the basketball games he's trying to concentrate on basketball at the meantime talking to coaches he loves Notre Dame he wants to commit then he backs off it was a lot it was a lot and he admits that this was an opportunity with a clean clear head to really embrace everything to see if the feeling was the same yeah it was in January and it was and it was it just flat out was the feeling is the exact same you know so that's one of the things I jokingly said to him because he has two visits scheduled in June uh one to Ohio State one to Georgia and I'm talking to him on the phone and I can feel the vibe, and I thought I'll ask him. I said, "Are you going to be able to make it to June?" And he kind of laughed, and he said, "Man, I don't know. We'll see." It would you be know? a
2: step in the right direction. Something Al Washington would be nice to add on his uh, on his on his roster.
1: Yeah, and I will say this, and I'm gonna leave it here. As I said before, I put tidbits up on the the message board over at Irish Breakdown. I don't care what anybody else says, you heard it here first. For over a year, I've been telling people it's going to take something extraordinary to get Justin Scott to leave the Midwest. Yeah, how long have I been saying that? Left a lot, a lot, and, 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 and it a it long should, time. It should be the case, it's hard for him to leave the Midwest. That's why when the have, Georgia stuff came pressure. up. When the Georgia stuff came up, I was like, all right, that's understandable. It's Georgia. Of course he should have. Of course he would be interested. But I stand by what I've been saying. It's going to take something extraordinary to get Justin Scott to lead the Midwest. Period. Let me translate it. It's <laughs> going to take a lot to get him away from his mama. Oh, shoot. If that's the case. I know he's staying. And I've, been trying to, I've been saying it for over a year left. He love his mama, huh? And people are like, I'm like, look, man, this kid is not leaving the Midwest. He's not. So, I'm personally, I would be more concerned about Ohio State than I would Georgia. That's just my opinion from knowing yeah. the kid.
2: No, yeah, I think Ohio State is more realistic. I don't think he wants to just be
1: that far in general. Nah.
2: Because he feels like he can make it wherever he at. You yeah. know, some kids feel like I need to go there and be around them and I rub off on me. I know Justice Scott probably feels like, just give me an opportunity. Cause remember, he's trying to be the best in the nation.
1: And see, people like I see people in the chat, look, man, Justin Scott's parents ain't hurting, man. No. That see, that's see, people fall into like what they might think of people's situation. This dude goes to a big time Catholic school. With the likes of Kendall Gill, put it like this, the best of the best, in politics and business, their children go to Saint Ignatius. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's it's a it's a it's a, a known fact, dude. Justin Scott's parents are good, so Kirby waving some money at them, they ain't about to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the the bag only goes so far. Look, man, I keep, I've been telling people like, too all right. I'm trying to tell you about this situation. I'm trying to tell you about this kid and his people. Right? I think another publication put it out on social media. What did he say in another interview with another publication? I'm a mama's boy. And it's going to be hard for me. It's going to be, and he said I'm a mama's boy and the proximity is very important. Hey look man I try to, I try to i try I try to throw little things out that to let people know like hey you know but it is what it is man hey you know and it's good because
2: I think Marcus Freeman acknowledges the fact that uh
1: I think he knows his recruiting is is working how it should hey man marcus Freeman was <laughs> That's one of the things that Justin Scott intimated. From the time he got to campus, Marcus Freeman made him and his family feel important. It was like, yo, it wasn't a circus. You know what I mean? It wasn't a circus, like other commits down there. No, it was just really him and the staff. It was his weekend. And Notre Dame hit it out of the park. Yeah. They hit it out of the park. Jaden Rudell, big time tight end. Right? Fabulous job. Fabulous job with him. Look, pretty much every big time recruit that was there this weekend pretty much said the experience was better than they expected. Mm. Like Rudell pretty much said he couldn't even imagine the trip going better than what it did. You know, and Jared Parker is his recruiter, you know, so watching the offense, you know, but they're in a battle with the likes of Alabama. Right. So we'll see, you know, you had Antoine Knapp, Joe Rudolph, big kid, offensive tackle, big kid, came in his size, his measurements, everything fits. So, um, He was a priority target for Rudolph when he was at Virginia Tech, and he felt the same. Once again, i left. How long have I been saying on this show that the class of 2025 in Illinois is, like, fantastic? Especially in
2: Illinois because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting.
1: Yeah, so Taylor Taylor from Geneva, Illinois, big-time wide receiver. Uh, Brian Driscoll has been on record for saying he's one of his easily one of his favorite recruits in the 25 class. You know, you had Jim Flanagan and his son, Legacy, come down. Had a fantastic time. This kid, with his size, plays defensive end, tight end, more than likely – I think they're looking at him as a defensive end, if I'm not mistaken. But he had a great weekend. Then you had a John Mitchell had another strong visit. Another strong visit, and you trust him because of Mike Mickens, right? Logan yeah. Thomas, Ed Thrusher from Texas, Marcellus Barnes is another cornerback from Tennessee. The list goes on and on. The list goes on and on and um i'm 25 kid christopher burgess from simeon in chicago actually talked to his coach last night and he talked about the great job that notre dame is doing with uh, chris burgess and they have a connection to that staff because of the way they went after malik Elsie in a 23 class even though he ended up choosing illinois so look he sat down look this is this is how great it was burgess actually sat down and talked to al washington you know one-on-one for like an hour after the practice so look we we have taken our shots at al washington on the lucky lefty podcast and i yeah. said last week like the narrative is changing surrounding al washington and if he closes the deal on justice scott and continues to get guys like T.J. Lindsay is planning to visit after Notre Dame was thought of to be off the radar with him. And now he's building more momentum in the class of 25 with big-time talent in the Chicago area. Notre Dame seems to get it. I've been screaming, recruit Chicago. Recruit Chicago, because the 24 and 25 classes are stacked. And Notre Dame seems to be getting the memo finally. And that's good to hear. That's really good to hear Man. it was packed. It had to be at least 60 recruits on business left. At mm. least it was it was it was thick. And I might be shortchanging it. I might Damn. be shortchanging it.
2: It was that. Well, that's good showing. That's good that we wanna, we're getting the right people in there. Um I'm just excited to see, I think. As long as twenty-four ends out better than twenty-three, you uh you see the progression in what the belief factor is that Marcus Freeman is carrying in that program. And to come off of an eight and nine season or eight and four season, was it nine and four, eight and four? Yeah. For it to be uh so exciting in the recruiting part of things having a record and coming off a record like that I think it shows a lot that people see the the potential of what Notre Dame can be yeah and and people calling up there yeah you know we're, we we you know I understand how we can fall asleep on some recruits but we're getting guys calling up to us
1: left let me ask you something man as I said before it was a special weekend full of special moments inside the building over at the Google, at the IAC, and even you know, outside of those buildings. Left. Has anything like this ever happened while you were at Notre Dame?
0: Entman, with the foot safe.
1: Chris Kavanaugh gets his hand free and scores on the jump shot.
0: What a scene! When they stepped on this field on the berm, as
1: yo, these cats left left practice, <laughs> went over to the burn. Didn't take their stuff off. Didn't take the stuff. So the facility, all the facilities are connected. It's yeah, like yeah. You know, the IAC, the baseball field, you can go right outside the back, walk through the hallways that they've created and go right onto the burn. It the really is. Field. It's, all, it's all, all connected, right? So they just pop up on the burn right there to the lacrosse field, and all of a sudden Notre Dame lacrosse goes on like a crazy run to tie the game. They eventually lost the game 17 to 13, but or the match, should I say. But it was, it was, it was, man, look, let me tell you something. It was a banana scene. One of the recruits I talked to, <laughs> their mother saw that and was like, why would they do that? They all go end up sick and can't practice. And so <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> it was funny. And then it, I stopped to think about that like, man, these folks, dude, it was cold. It wasn't like it, it was cold in the bin. And it was snowing at that point in time. And yeah, those nuts came straight from sweating in practice. No jersey, straight t shirts cut off, pores wide open. Yeah. So if you hear some people missing because of the flu this week, you understand why. That might take place, but yeah, it was at least,
2: at least those boys was engaged. They was locked in. They loved. Yeah,
1: it. absolutely. You guys do anything crazy like that as a football squad? Because you guys used to go to the the uh, the men's game.
2: Well, I used to go to the women's games. Uh huh. The men's games are not really It's weird. They I could get into the women's games, but the men's games was hard to get into. And and women's teams was way better. So I
1: don't I don't understand that. I mean, because the women's games would be sold out. Back then? Well, but it's the
2: it's the thing that the uh the the uh, the people what do you call it the the gatekeepers yeah the gatekeepers they uh they're the reasons why they made it so difficult they pick and chose between what they wanted to do
1: oh so certain certain games they will be real liberal and let you in oh so they treated their job like bouncers in L A clubs got you got you. They want to pick and choose, or so they want to let in, who they want to double charge on the door. You know, they want to hit the dudes up for 40 just to get in, and they just let the dudes that they knew in for 10, or in either for free and VIP. All right. All right. That's interesting. Lucky Lefty Podcast, all of our great content, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CNB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Leave us five stars. We appreciate you. It's because of you, LL Nation. We have an announcement coming up Wednesday. We will be doing a live show in South Bend prior. Matter of fact, I think we're going to be doing a show the day before the Blue and Gold game, and I think we're going to be doing a live show after the Blue and and Gold game in South Bend that weekend. We're going to give you deets on that coming up this week. It's a fantastic opportunity. It's something that myself and Malik are both extremely excited about, having the opportunity to work with local businesses to get this done. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast. We spin it different. All right. We talked recruiting, and we talked about NIL, transfer portal, changing sports on the NCAA level? Can Jared Parker change the trajectory of a Notre Dame offense? We'll talk about it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different.